Welcome to the checkup. My name's Brenton. As always, I'm here to talk to a friend of mine. We talk about their childhood. We talk about all sorts of cool stuff. Uh, the person that's joining me today is probably someone that I've known maybe all my life of remembering people. I've known him a long time. I think it was kindergarten, wasn't it, mate? Um, Sam, I think it was. Yeah, how are you, man? I'm really good. It's uh, it's nice to see your face and hear your voice. It is nice. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a very long time. Yeah, like I it's said, it's been a while. We've been ar- we've been around each other for. We would have been in kindergarten. How old's that? Seven. I would say we've been around each other for yeah, 30, 32 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Five or six, four, five or six, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So we were we were best mates. Pretty much all the way through school yeah. up until, oh, I think it was about halfway through primary school, I think, that you moved on to another school. Yeah, I went to, I moved to a different suburb, so I was in a different uh, different school area. I mean, I, I would say we're still best mates, we're just, oh, absolutely. you know, it's hard, to, <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk a lot when there's 15,000 kilometres between Exactly, so. yeah. Uh, Sam <laughs> ended up moving to Canada, and he met a young lady that stole his heart, yeah. Um, you, you met Sweeney over there, right? You, you moved to Canada and then... And yeah, then, then right off the boat. It was... Really? Yeah. Right off, right off the, the boat? Yeah, that was, that was kind of funny. I was like... Yeah, I, I came, came to go to uni and I kind of met a girl at a conference in Newcastle uh, right before I was coming over and we hit it off. And then she took me camping when I first got here, and that's where I met yeah. Sweeney, who's currently my wife and mother to my ch- two children. And uh, and I was like, "Wow, hello, <laughs> <laughs> you're pretty good." And uh, and so I, I think I, I probably didn't do myself any favors with the with, with the first girl, but um, I'm pretty happy where I ended up. So I, I think we can call that a win. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And yeah. Yeah. To be honest, though, I was like, oh, Australian and Canada, I'm going to clean up. And then first weekend, essentially, I'm here. I meet my <laughs> wife and uh, get married. That's you funny, know, yeah. When, Ten years later, I get married. But, yeah. When I was in San Francisco, I think it was, I went to one of the, the shopping centers that were there and uh, walking through one of, the, one, of the open, one of the open shops there, there were some uh, girls in fitness gear and uh, they called out to me to try and sell some, some gym stuff. And I started talking. And they were basically like, hang on, you're from Australia. And I'm like, yeah. And like, I could have sold them something. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were just smitten. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, my accent's gone a bit soft these days, but I think when I first arrived, I had a bit of a, a bit of a desirable accent. Yeah. Uh, so people, people yeah, tend now to, I, you know, people tend to love I'm, the Australian. I'm one of the people, yeah, I'm one of the people whose accent changes when I talk to other people. So given that I live in another country, it's just kind of walked away from Australian. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah. I, like, like you said, I'm sure if, if you were to walk back on the, on the land here, you'd, you'd probably just revert back to a, you know, the lazy, yeah, the lazy tongue. Me, yeah. When he tells me after I've had a few beers, I tend to start speaking in terms she can't understand. So, <laughs> you know, it's all hidden under there somewhere. Oh, dude! I just went and seen Mortal Kombat, and uh, one of the characters, Kano's Australian, and he steals the show. It's so, so good. <laughs> oh, I'm actually super interested to see that. I, uh, I, I watched the preview for it the other day. Oh, I was yeah. like, yeah, this looks good. It's <laughs> like weird. And then I watched like a cinema sins of the original oh, yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat film from the '90s, and I'm like, oh yeah, they're doing it much better. <laughs> this is way better. <laughs> uh, I will say that the, I mean, the trailer does a very good job of thinking you're going to watch a really good movie. Yeah. Okay. It's not quite that good. I mean, I think, yeah, <laughs> it's still watchable. Making a trailer is an art form. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. You know, I, I Sweeney likes to joke that I have a I, like my my preferred like my preferred range of movies lies around somewhere between thirty percent and seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes, like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a fair range, so, I think. Yeah, it sounds like this. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good range. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good range for especially like, you know, 
B-grade sci-fi and stuff like that that I really like to watch. It's, it's funny with Rotten Tomatoes because the the rotten meter and then the audience meter is usually never in sync. It's always one way or the other, which I, I think says a lot about yeah. uh, the the people that review them and then, you know, people that are actually paying money for it. Yeah, I mean, and that makes sense, right? Like you get you get someone that's been to film school and they're commenting on like production values and like story, like, you know, like the classical tropes of a story or something like that. And, you know, when it comes to stuff that people like us, that like geeky kind of fan, fan driven or not, not fan driven, but you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. like geeky stuff that has a big fandom isn't necessarily going to hit all those beats because it's also doing something else. Exactly. And, uh, and so, like, I, I take critical reviews with a, with a grain of salt. If it gets a good critical review, I think I'd probably like a movie, but also um, for different reasons, right? Like, I'm not going to like it because it speaks to me, uh, to, to the core of who I am as, like, a kind of, you know, geeky kid, like a geeky kid that lives inside me. I think that's uh, what that's yeah. what's so good about this. But um, if it gets a, you know, middling review on Tomato. Yeah. And that's what's yeah, sort of so good about on. this um, this Mortal Kombat movie is that it's sort of a love letter to the bad 90s movies. Like it, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's kind of special because it's not great. Like there's bits in it where I'm like, ooh, that dialogue's really bad or ooh, that guy, he hasn't acted before and it shows. But they're given <laughs> they're giving they're given these these actors the uh, new actors that I've never heard of. And they're giving him a chance to be in a really cool movie with really cool special effects. Um, and I, I enjoyed it. There's some things wrong with it, but I, I want to see another one. Like, I want to see them do another one because the, the guy that's directed mm. it's Australian. He made it in South Australia. I think they put a lot of love into it and they, they took Mortal Kombat and have shifted it into a, a pretty decent film. It's just not... It's, it's, it's just a couple of, I think... People look at it with a standard that it should be, but it's based on a freaking video game. So just watch yeah. the, watch it for the video game aspects of it. Like, Yeah. And I mean, you know, that's like, you, you got to know what you're going into, right? Like you're right. not going to go, you're not going into something that's going to win best picture at the Oscars. And that's fine because you are going into a movie about Mortal Kombat, which has this cool story and this cool following. And uh, yeah, everybody wants to see Sub-Zero and Raiden and Scorpio, like Scorpion, right? Like that's it's, right. <laughs> yeah and if you do that those elements well or uh is jack's model combat or is he yeah second? yeah no jack's is in it he's he's model combat. yeah yeah i i don't know well look i recommend back to spending three afternoons in yeah <laughs> in a time zone in downtown newcastle <laughs> and i think the only time zone now is it katara no charlestown square you probably haven't seen that in a long time either. It's oh. a it's a maze. It's a bit of a bit of a rabbit warren these days. It can be, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a couple of like that here. I just like I try to steer clear these days. Yeah. There, used to, there was a time when I would waste time in a mall quite happily, but I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. Get me out of here. Especially like I don't know what it's like well, I do know what it's like there. It's much better in Australia for the COVID right now and there's no way I'm going to go to a mall right now in Vancouver. Yeah. We're, I think we're a little bit more open than what Vancouver and, and Canada and stuff would be. Um, I was going to, I was actually going to ask like, yeah. what, what is it like at the moment? Ah, uh, you know what? I've got a pretty skewed perception because I feel like it's better than the news kind of points it out to be. But like I live in a pretty small tight knit community, like a couple buildings. That's like a, kind of like a little village and not a lot of people go outside it so we don't have like a lot of mixing at home with our neighbors like well, a lot of mixing outside of our neighbor group and then i work at a like i have like a private office in a co-working space where like they set it up they were building it during covid times so they set it up with like separate hvac systems for all these different offices so like I, it's actually pretty safe for me which is good but okay. the, the numbers are rising we're definitely in a third wave like it's kind of scary when you read the when you look at the data yeah but personally i feel pretty safe and I, I, you know my son's in daycare and my but my wife's on maternity leave so she's like there's good and bad parts of that because she's at home so she's not exposed and the baby's not exposed but yeah. also like maternity leave during 
isolation. Like that's that's a tough thing to do. It's kind of like she's she's definitely getting a bit bored, and she's definitely like well, she don't trying, like she, she socializing that she can do, but there's not much, right? Well, yeah, I was gonna say like it's, so it's, she'd already feel isolated. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, she, she she's not at work, and she would be at home, but at least she could go out and and do whatnot. Uh, but then having to be locked down again on top of that would be, yeah, it'd, it'd double down. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of tough, but we're making it work and like, it's good. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting through it. And it's, I think where we live has been better than other parts of Canada. Yeah. BC is getting their act together on vaccination, which is good. We're going to get vaccinated soon. It's not like America. America is doing like 3 million vaccine doses a day. Like it's crazy. I, I wish we had those kind of numbers, but we just don't have production here in Canada. We're not producing our own vaccines, so it's just not happening. So, you have to yeah. wait, wait so that is it. one good thing. Yeah. yeah, we just have to wait. Like, well, you know, what's another six months in lockdown? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I was only saying the other day, like I didn't realize how much going to the cinema was like part of my being. Um, I just like... I get sit here and I'm just like, I just, I should be doing something. I'm like, oh yeah, I used to go to the movies every week. Like, and it's not yeah. that, cause they're, they're still open, but there's no movies out because there's just, they're not being released. Cause they, they're fearful that if they release them into the, into the cinemas, they're not going to make bank and they're not going to make their money, mm-hmm. uh, which is pro- yeah. probably true, <laughs> but that doesn't help me <laughs> sitting at home wanting to go to the yeah. movies. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Endgame made like a billion bucks, right? And then that and was now the, a successful movie makes like eighty million dollars. They're like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> and I've I got a feeling Endgame will be the the last blockbuster. Like, it'll be. I don't think it's gonna be years before we see anything like that again. Yeah, I mean, so like taking it back to Sweeney again, like with lockdown, she she really likes going to the movies as well. I I do too, but not as much as her. She likes to. She really likes to go regularly, and. You know, when we had our kids, that kind of disappeared a little bit. Yeah. And then she just got to the point where she could start taking our eldest son, Ursa, to the to the cinema right as they turned, like, right as they closed all the cinemas. Oh. So, like, they went to, like, their first movie date, and, like, she was really happy to get this, like, this kind of hobby back or this, like, you know, this, and share this experience with, with our kids. Yeah. And then, like, and, and we've got this great cinema nearby which has, it already has like half as many seats as a normal cinema because they, you know, revenue is going down. So they're like, well, why don't we make it more comfortable and we'll attract, you know, a smaller crowd, but charge them more and it will be better. And like, you know, it's so like, that's kind of perfect for COVID protocols, but it just, there's like a blanket ban, which is a bit, a bit, a bit unfortunate. Anyway, <laughs> talking about COVID, which is probably oh, <laughs> not, it's, the, not the most. That's yeah. all right. We'll, we'll get into the, we'll get into no. some other questions. We'll, we'll move forward into our little adventure. All right, mate. No, that's okay. Um, I'm hoping you've already had lunch. Well, you should have because if it's only 3.30 here, you should be well into the night. You probably had dinner. But what did you have for lunch today? What was on the table? What did I have for lunch today? I had – it was I was at work today and I threw together some lunch uh, based on leftovers from last night. So it was uh, leftover nachos, which were a little bit soggy, uh, and then – uh, a salad and a cup of corn. That was that was lunch at my desk. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, so that, no, it was it was okay. It's not my worst yeah. worst leftover lunch. <laughs> Corn's always good. I love corn. Like, yeah. Corn, corn and mashed potato. I could do that forever. Um, with the nachos, I remember the two other, types of carbs. Yeah, carbs on carbs. Um. <laughs> I've been like, I'll find different things to crumb chicken with. And I actually got like tortilla chips and I crushed them up and I like crumbed the chicken with the, with the chips and it was really tasty. Uh, yeah. I am. I'm a big fan of that. I haven't actually ever done that myself, but I do buy the taco shells that have Dorito seasoning on them. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm like, I really like authentic tacos, but then there's like, you know, <laughs> There's slumming at Sam that just really loves <laughs> Doritos wrapped around his taco. <laughs> Beautiful. And I, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's on the internet now for posterity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, I'm pretty sure this would have been a house in, 
oh, where was it? Lampton, mate. What was your bedroom like back when you were 10? I'm pretty sure it was Lampton. My memory's not, not as good as it At could 10, be. It's actually interesting because I thought about that and um, 10 is right when we were moving into Maryland. So oh, it was when right. we went from we went from Lampton to uh, my stepdad's place after him and my mum got together. And I kind of, like when we were there until we bought that new house at, at, in Maryland. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And it was Lampton to Shortland, right? Lampton to, uh, yeah, Shortland, Birmingham Gardens. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. All right, well, yeah. just pick the one that you have the, the most memories from, which is probably going to be Maryland, I guess. I, I think it's, it's going to be Maryland, yeah. And like, you know, my bedroom, because I was the youngest out of six in this huge amalgamated family, so I got the shittest bedroom. <laughs> Which, so there wasn't a lot of a lot of footage, right? There wasn't a lot of a lot, a lot of floor space, so it was mostly a bed and a you know, like a, a a closet and a dresser, um, or a chest of drawers and a cupboard. If I'm speaking Australian, uh, <laughs> I probably had a had a bunch of toys around, but not a lot of space for them. So I was just trying to think of what they were. Um, see, that's the thing, like, cause I was, I, all I was concerned with was getting into a bigger bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there was a few, yeah. to, there was a few to pick from. I remember like, yeah, I just had to wait till my older siblings moved out and yep. I'd be like, yeah, let's all move up one. Like it was like, you know, six in the bed and the other one said roll over, <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, it was pretty good. Like I had, I think I remember this next one up was probably closer to when I was 10 or 12. And I had this cool, it was, it wasn't Meccano, but it was like Meccano, this cool Meccano set that I would like build a stealth fighter out of, which I was pretty, I was pretty into planes uh, when I was a kid. And I'd have like little model planes around. And I think I had, I didn't have, I, I was really into computers at that point. I didn't have a computer at that time, but I, I was pushing pretty hard for one. Like my stepdad ended up building one out of his out of like spare parts from his work, which was pretty cool of him. It meant that I could break it and didn't actually have any cost for yeah. me to fuck I, it up. <laughs> I do remember but, yeah. the, I do remember the computer under the staircase and uh Oh yeah, we had the Amiga down there. Yeah. Yeah. And that was Matt's obsession brother yeah. uh, but he got me into playing computer games like that and i was i wasn't any good at them i didn't have the attention span to actually figure out how to do it very well yeah but it's still kind of a, an obsession that i mean these days i barely play computer games i don't have a lot of time but i i make simulation models which i like to think are like computer games for well, work. Yeah, <laughs> so there's, kinda, there's programming yeah. and whatnot in that i'm sure yeah, exactly. It's 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 just like the really the bought in the computer games is really bad graphics is how I like to think of it. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's I, I mean, so the bedroom was but you know, having a lot of brothers and sisters or a lot of brothers and one sister, my bedroom was really kind of like a nice refuge for me. Like yep. and I had a bunk bed which we didn't use for any of my brothers anymore, so it was good to have sleepovers which you you would have used more than once. Oh yeah. I remember yeah, plenty more than a few times. Plenty of sleepovers. Yeah, well, you and I would trade weekends for a while then. Yeah, man, totally would. I miss it. <laughs> I miss, I miss, uh, miss those days yeah. where you can just, just get, sort of get on the bike and ride down in my road. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> now I've got to, uh, I got my mate live in Curry, and it's a, it's a bit of a bike ride. <laughs> get yourself an e-bike. That'll that'll take care of it. <laughs> I have thought about that. Hey, get a little uh, electric motor thing on it or whatever. Yeah, um, they're all the rage now. Uh, I just don't trust everyone else. That's the problem. The um, no, yeah, riding on the road scary as fuck. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Well, collections back then. Do you remember have any sort of things that you would collect and keep? Ah, uh, the my most prized collection at that age was Spider-Man cards. Yep. I remember I collected them. I picked them up from the tobacconist at Wall's End. Uh, at Wall's End set, like what? What was the name of the mall? Um, Wall's End Plaza. Wall's End Plaza. Plaza. Yeah. It turned into Stockland. Uh, not that long ago. I did. Yeah, that Stockland bought it out, and then and now it's something else yeah. again. So. 
But yeah, man, I I remember yeah. that tobacconist, and I remember the I remember the the Spider Man cards yeah. from there. Yeah, so I had this thing where you collected like you bought enough packets, you could like send it in with five bucks, and they'd send you like a, a branded Spider Man card collection folder, um, which I did. But I'm sure it was like US dollars. And they're like, send us a self-addressed envelope. So I sent them like an envelope with like two 45 cent stamps on it. <laughs> and they were very nice. They sent me, um, they said, I, th- I don't know if you got one as well. Yeah. I, I might have told you about it, but. I'm looking at it. <laughs> yeah. They sent me, yeah, you're looking at, oh man, I don't even know where mine is anymore. Like, I'm glad you still have yours. Yeah, it's sitting but on yeah, my desk. Yeah, that was, that was one of my prize collections. I mean, that was when I was, you know, it wasn't until I was kind of fully into teenage years that I was collecting comics, but comics were, were a big collection for me. Well, now I, like, you know, I didn't bring them with me to, to Canada, so my mom's kind of carrying them from place to place. They downsized to a smaller house, and they're like, can we, what do we want, what do you want to do with these? And I'm like, I just hold on to them for me. <laughs> they're only small. Come on. They're only thin. Yeah. They stack. Yeah, there's only like four or five boxes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you remember what comics you collected? Like, what ranges did you have? So my my favorite was the Punisher. The yep. Punisher was was the main kind of collection for me as as I got older. I collected those. Uh, Fantastic Four, um, the Avengers for a little while, especially like uh, the Ultimate Avengers yep. was when I was a bit older. But also the the series that started right after. Franklin Richards, Reed Richards' son. They he created like that pocket universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it Heroes yeah, Reborn? That's right. That's the one. So that was when I really got into collecting comics. That yep. was when I started. So I collected like a bunch everything that was to do with Heroes Reborn, which is surely part of their ploy. They're like, how do we rebrand everything to get more people collecting every single one of these comics? Oh, exactly. And I, I, I got I bought in. I bought in hard. So yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, a lot of the Marvel stuff. I, I didn't really get into DC that much. No, I had a handful of DC comics, but it was always Marvel. I, I, I thought about it once or twice. I'm, I think it's because it's set in the real world. Uh, and the real world, I mean, like, there's no fake, yeah. um, no fake cities. Like, Marvel has fake cities and stuff, sure, but um, it's still set in New York City or you know, Los Angeles or whatever. Um, there's no, there's no settings that are, yeah. that like we can't relate to Gotham. Uh, I don't feel like, because um, it's always this like eternal yeah. darkness, horrible place. Like Batman, to be honest, isn't doing a real great job. <laughs> Gotham, Gotham sort of sucks. That's so depressing. Too, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Seems like a real bummer of a place to live. Like, yeah. Why would you why, want to live there? Why do I want Batman to succeed? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and like you notice that in the DCEU movies, right? Like, obviously, if they can't be number one at like what whatever Marvel's doing, then they'd be number one at something else. Yeah, and that seems to be really gritty, dark, depressing movies. Yep. It's just like Zack uh, Snyder with infinite budget doing whatever he wants. But yeah, which he, yeah, as I got older, I got into kind of more gritty stuff, and I was like. I was yeah. reading the Preacher comics. I got all of those, um, which I was pretty into. I found those to be cool. They were written and and inked by uh, Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the same people that wrote, like, the Punisher comics when I first got into them. That was why – that was the recommendation that the comic shop owner, James, made to me. Yeah. Like, you should read this if you like this, this, like, you know, writer and artist combo. So yeah. He was right. They were like, they were super weird and super cool. Um, I mean, if, you, if you've seen the preacher, if anyone's seen the preacher uh, TV show, they'll they'll know that it's like nice and weird. But yeah, I feel like the comics are better. <laughs> I mean, like true fanboy. Now the comics were way better. <laughs> All right. Uh, Saturday mornings usually was a time when we would watch comics and cartoons and stuff. Do you remember what your a typical Saturday morning would be like, and what were you what were you shoving in your mouth for breakfast? Yeah, I I would make myself a bowl of rice bubbles and I would pile so much fucking Milo in that bowl <laughs> <laughs> because like unhealthy and like the milk 
the milk wouldn't even penetrate the Milo. It would just like slough off the side of the Milo oh, like into a the side of the bowl. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Um, so that was that was my that was my breakfast. Uh, now I I do the same thing for my son. I call it chocolate cereal. He seems to dig it. It's Lovely. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, introduced him to Vegemite? Yeah, he's a big fan. Awesome. Um, yeah, every time we visit Australia, which isn't as often as I'd like, but yeah. uh, I bring back like three or four kilos of Vegemite. Like I leave space in my suitcase to bring back as much Vegemite as possible. I wonder. And like, last time. Sorry, go you go. That's all right. Um, I was just gonna say last time it lasted six months, like between oh, me wow. and him eating it every day. <laughs> yeah, it was just. I, I think it would last for like another three or four times that length. I'm not even sure if it has an expiry date. So. Yeah. It just. Well, yeah, we just demolished it so fast. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I wonder, like, how many times, like, customs and stuff would see, like, like bucket loads of Vegemite coming back through, and they're like, oh, it's an Australian going somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and like it's not economic to like get your get your family to mail it, or there's like there are companies that will like send you Aussie snacks, but even when they have sales, it's like there's no point. Like I may as well travel to Australia for the price that they're <laughs> charging me. Like, well, I guess they at least then they know their market. Yeah, yeah, it's like rich Australian expats. I'm I'm definitely not able to afford. Well, I don't feel comfortable spending the money <laughs> on what they're offering. Uh. <laughs> Like, no, I'll get used to the Canadian snacks, thanks. Do you have a, a vivid memory from that time, around 10, 11? Like, what's the most vivid memory? Hmm. I mean, I have a nice one of us around that time, maybe a bit later. We we got it in our heads that we would try to publish a comic book. And it was me, you, and I think Sam Cook. Hell yeah. And yeah. I was like the editor because I couldn't draw and I didn't think I was a good writer. Sam was the writer and you were the you were the artist. Yeah, I remember. I think that I have a bit of a memory of that. That was pretty fun. You know, but yeah, I created quite a few little characters and things, different different stories. Yeah, that was good fun. And I remember like cardboard cosplay with you. That was pretty good. <laughs> we did that a few times. Um. And that never stopped. I I do that now for Flynn. It just I make everything out of yeah. cardboard. <laughs> I see your photos. You're very inspiring. I try to do little things like that with with Ursa, but I'm uh I'm not as like, I don't put as much time into it as you. So my my products aren't as uh, <laughs> <laughs> as polished. But it's uh, it's a fun thing to do. Like he's getting better with scissors and stuff. So I I like to you know encourage it in a creative direction. Yeah, which okay. is good. Cardboard, like I can, I'm fortunate enough that I can bring cardboard from home. So I've got like this lim- unlimited supply of cardboard. Um, oh, that's I've, nice. I've just sort of got a bit here or there, but yeah, like I think you may be, you, know, you may have seen the uh, the Easter hat that I built, and um, I was thinking to myself, what what am I going to do that's just not a regular Easter hat? And then like he grabs, yeah. some, he grabs some equip like some cardboard that I'd laying around from the the podcasting equipment, and he's put it over his ears, and I just sort of went snap. I'm like, I'll make you some. Uh, Easter headphones, mate. How about that? He's like, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> nice. So oh, that's good. Little things like that just, just like bleed inspiration. And anyone that wants to work with cardboard, give it a go. Get yourself a hot glue gun. That's the probably the first thing you need. And um, yeah, you just draw what you want on cardboard. Then you cut it up, <laughs> and then you yeah. glue, you glue it back together. It's the best. Um, yeah, we did we did something like that for. Um, You'd be proud of me. I don't know if you saw the photos, but for Halloween last year, Ursa really loves garbage trucks. So we we took a nappy box or two nappy boxes essentially, and we turned it into like a, a full on like green waste like recycling truck. Oh, awesome! Um, and the front cab was built out of it wasn't it wasn't a nappy box. It was like a wipes box, but I left the top open so that's where all the candy would go. <laughs> so he was just like getting around with this like you know, garbage truck, cardboard garbage truck slung off his shoulders wearing a high-vis vest. That's with awesome. the, like, cab just getting filled with candy. And he just, he thought it was the best. He was beeping when he backed up. He was <laughs> like, beep, beep, <laughs> <on the> way. <laughs> That's so good. You'll have to send me a photo. Uh, the last year, I haven't yeah. been very uh, on, on Facebook a great deal, so I've missed out on a lot of stuff. Uh, I'll send you a photo. We, we did pretty well. I, like, we all kind of were supporting actors for his garbage truck. So, like, I was... 
I was like wearing his coverall. Sweeney was uh, like a garbage bag, and then Silas, our little baby, was uh, Oscar the Grouch, That's which so was pretty good. fun. Yeah. Um, oh. So, we yeah, can... it was good. But yeah, your photo, and like it was, there was a couple of late nights with a hot glue gun, and like you know, rulers, and and, and like the the Exacto knife on the on the yeah. diaper box. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Brilliant. If, if there's one time that I come and visit, I want to come and do it at Halloween and actu- actually have a proper Halloween over in the the, oh. the northern area. We, we love Halloween. So if you ever wanted to visit us around Halloween, we yeah. would, we'd, we'd, we'd make up a bed for you and you can we can all pitch in and make awesome costumes. We'll get and, a heap of cardboard uh, and, and just make a matching cardboard get up. Yeah, it'll be amazing. <laughs> I, I We'd love to have you. It'd be really fun. Yeah, we'll, Bring we'll, Flynn. It'll be great. <laughs> Couple couple of years when, when COVID's fully buggered off, and left us alone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, how, how many of your yeah. hobbies and interests do you think is carried over into adulthood, like that you actually actively sort of get into? Do you think? Oh. Yeah. The issue with me is like time. Like I said, I'm up to my neck. Kids, oh yeah. So. I get a lot of stuff. I get a lot of like you know when I was younger, it was all playing video games and just futzing around on the internet and reading comics and things like that. And I don't make a lot of time for that anymore, but I still love sci-fi. Like I try to make a lot of time for reading and watching science fiction. And even like, and in that I'll include like comic book movies, like, you know, Marvel, the MCU and, and uh, like, you know, anything that kind of fits loosely into the sci-fi and fantasy realm. These days I play a bit of Dungeons and Dragons, which I never did as a kid, but I would call that like, that's kind of, you know, something that the hobbies from when I was a kid has kind of spawned an interest in, which is pretty cool. Oh yeah, it's an evolution. But, yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's something that I think you and I tried to play a couple of role-playing games every now and then, but we just, we didn't have anyone that knew what they were doing to show us, I think. So we kind of, we, we might've lost interest or at least maybe I did. And then you or kept, it, trying to, it felt, kept trying. Yeah. Or it felt confusing. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, yeah. It's just, I'm not hundred percent sure. And I'm like, yeah, let's move on to something else. Yeah. I think I remember that us trying to like do it. And we didn't really understand the whole dungeon master thing. And yeah. like that, that's really key to that, that whole experience is having like a good dungeon master to kind of help you build a story yeah and craft your, your, your story through the, 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 the books and things like that yeah like and you know i'm gonna try my hand at dungeon mastering at some point i have a little bit but mostly i mostly like to just make action sequences which is kind of fun but they call it murder hoboing uh, <laughs> yeah i mean I, I brought a few hobbies from when i was a kid and like there's definitely an undercurrent of all that like like i said even in work like, and I don't want to talk about work too much, but even in work, like I try to, it's still, you know, making cool simulations that are basically like computer games. Like it's yeah, stuff that I, I, I've kept hold of that pretty tight. You, from memory, you had a little bit of Warhammer stuff, didn't you? You were a little bit into, into that? I did. I, yeah, I, I was into it in theory. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, like I, I would go to the games workshop on a Thursday night and like do the whole um like play there where they had like the mini setup for you and terrain and stuff and yeah. uh like somebody would help you with the rules but like playing on the weekends with, with other people was was impossible i kind of inherited a set from from my older brother who bought one he impulse bought one and then realized that it was a lot of work and so he kind of let me use it yep um, but I realized it was a lot of work and I didn't really, uh, didn't really kind of continue on with it. But yeah, I, ne- I was never any good and I'm still not good at painting minis. I just don't have the patience for it. I get kind of frustrated. Yeah, I, I don't have the hand. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I, yeah, like now, I can barely type. Them. <laughs> I, I, I got a, well, I got quite a few action figures and every now and again I'll sort of give them a, a coat of uh, like this... Uh, oil to make him look dirt, a little bit dirtier and that's my extent of um customizing figurines <laughs> yeah yeah i'm the same i'm, I'm very much uh, like i i like these ideas in theory and when it comes down to like making the time to do it i'm like oh no i'd much rather be doing something else <laughs> yep, yep, yep. yeah what did you want to be i mean when you were little sorry do you remember 
Just talking about yeah, Korea there a little bit. I remember that. So, I mean, so I like to joke that I wanted to be a truck driver when I was little. Yeah. I kind of, I, I like that idea. It's kind of, you know, it seems like a, a nice, I like driving. I like uh, long haul, like, you know, I like going on road trips and stuff. Yeah. But I think you were, I think you were with me. My mum would get me science kits, like chemistry kits when I was a kid. And we were playing with it one time. And I, I think, think I know we, what you're about to say. <laughs> yeah. We tried to make a match burn twice <laughs> and we burnt a hole in the carpet. <laughs> oh, uh, I think about this all the time. I don't know. I, I don't know. I did, yeah. <laughs> like, I think my mum had stepped out for like <laughs> half an hour or something. She needed to like really do something and she was trusting us to be at home alone. And, and be responsible. Back, we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we burned a hole in the carpet and we were like, but we tried to, we, like the match lit up twice. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we were science. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I had a bit of an interest in science and, yep. you know, it's what I do now. So I, I feel like I managed to satisfy part of young Sam. I, I'm not a truck driver, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's funny because yeah. another question leads into that of like, did you have any hobbies or interests which did influence your career, which obviously it did to a degree? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I do, like there's super dry parts of what I do, which is like helping manage commercial fisheries, but I mean, it's all mathematics and quantitative stuff, but that's like the, the kind of the focus on learning and, uh, and kind of, you know, experimentation and fussing around and making matches burn twice and breaking stuff and, you know, breaking stuff and finding out how it works. It's kind of that kind of stuff is, is carried with me. Yeah. Like I remember I, I created a computer virus one time and let it, well, not created. I don't know. I downloaded this thing from the internet that said, this is a virus creator. And I'm like, cool. I wonder what happens if we click this button. And then suddenly I'd broken the family computer <laughs> and I refused to admit that I was the one that did it. I'm pretty sure they knew, but, Nobody ever, like, ever exacted retribution for it. So, yeah, but yeah it was, um, yeah. I, I had this, this obsession with just like pushing things to the edge and breaking them. So I still get to do that a little bit, but mostly with fake fisheries made out of computers. <laughs> Simulation. <laughs> yeah. So there's no chance of you jumping in a truck and following your dreams? Of, uh... I don't know. Maybe, like, maybe if I can make sure that there's, I don't know. Yeah, you would have to see. That would be nice. Maybe Even just, like, yeah, being able to, I mean, it would be nice to just take six months to a year off work and go hiking and driving. That would be nice. I'd do that. Yeah. I know I've had drive trucks for that time, but it would be nice to, like, yeah, just take the family on a big long-haul trip. I've definitely got a, um, I've definitely got a dream of, of re-driving around Australia and going back up the middle and then all the way to the top, back down the Kimberleys, back to Perth and then back nice. over again. That's going to be one of my trips eventually when I'm a little bit older. Yeah. We, we are obsessed with that kind of stuff too. Like I didn't do any of that kind of stuff living in Australia. And then since I met Sweeney, we've been back three, maybe four times. And every time we do, we try to make a road trip. Like we might fly into one city and fly out of another. And then we just kind of drive between and we try to try to do that next time. One of these times it's going to be Perth. We're going to like fly into Perth and yep. then like drive to the East coast or, you know, do something like what you're saying. And it's just like, you did that with your, with your folks, right? You um, the big yeah, we did. Family trip? Yep. So that was when I was maybe 12, 13. I was quite young. Uh, we drove to the yeah. middle and then up to the rock uh, and then up to Catherine in, in Northern Territory. Um, but as yeah, an adult, amazing. I've driven to basically Perth and back from, from Newcastle. So traveled to nice. across the Nullarbor, lived in WA, and then it was time to come home, packed up, drove back across. Yeah. Yeah, because how long were you in Calgary? You were there for, what, five years? Six. I think six years. Was six? it 2013 yeah. to – sorry, sorry, 2000. 2006 to, or 2007 to 2013, so a bit longer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Six and a bit. Yeah. That's, uh, 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge. That drive across the Malabar too. Like I bet it, I bet you go a bit spare after a little while. Like, it, <laughs> it can be mad. At the same yeah. So I think <laughs> the longest stretch of straight road, I think the sign says 180 kilometers of straight road. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's mental. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, it, it's worth doing though. If, I, I can't recommend it enough. Like going and seeing our own country and experiencing that, you, everyone has to do it. It's just, it might be mind numbing, but you just go and see the different uh, road houses along the way and uh, things on either side. It's, yeah, you got to check it out. Absolutely. Like that's, that's why we want to do it. Like, especially because, you know, my wife's Canadian, my kids are growing up in Canada, but we have this Australian portion of our family. Like this, part of a history and being able to go back and come back and visit i mean we're lucky that you know we can afford it sometimes we can't and we don't come back but you know sometimes you know yep. we can save money and come back or you know put away those, <laughs> those air, airplane points or whatever yep. uh from the credit card but yeah like being able to because we have family there we don't have to worry about accommodation costs right so That's we right. can kind of spend a little bit more on on uh, travel while we're there yeah it's, i think it's such an important thing to like like i said i would i, I never did big trips like that when i lived there because i was too busy i had other hobbies that were mostly about going into the bush and dancing around <laughs> the sound systems at underground raves but <laughs> yeah it's uh like at least in my twenties anyway, but yeah, it's, 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 it's this beautiful, I'm like, you know, especially in Malibu, beautiful place that you don't get to see really anywhere else. So you should go take a look, see what it's like. Totally. Totally, totally, totally do recommend that to anybody. <clears throat> um, so from that time frame as well was, uh, was there any heroes or role models that you had while you were in that that age? I idolized my big brother. I did. Um, and he was a good good idol to have. I mean, you know, he especially eighteen year old older brother Matt. Yep. <laughs> it's a bit of an idol because very smart and very put together, but also very into uh, getting up to mischief, which I kind of appreciate as a twelve, thirteen year old. That, that, that ties into my favorite memory of Matt. Um, one day uh, we were talking about Regurgitator and you mentioned to Matt that I'm a, I'm a new fan. I've just started listening to Regurgitator and I like them quite a bit. And Matt turned to me and said, do you like their old stuff better than their new stuff? And of course I had no, I had no idea what that meant. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm like, oh, I just, I've only started listening. I don't know. <laughs> That's a very good regurgitator joke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think yeah, about it now, I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He, he's a witty guy. He's, he's very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even, like, I don't know, I, I sometimes jokes like that will pass me by and he does things like that. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's like a week later. I'm like, oh, that was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is one of yeah. my favorite memories uh, that I have back then and uh, I can't wait to use it on someone else <laughs> yeah <laughs> let us never come up yeah you'll have to get your kids into a or you Flynn into a regurgitator oh. and then just uh, we'll get there but make sure you start him on like yeah it's a, it's a long time until I think he's age appropriate so <laughs> Where, what yeah. is Matt up to now where is he at he's back in Newcastle he uh, he moved back he quit his job he was in Singapore um, and put his job, yep. and he got another job that would allow him to work remotely from Newcastle. So he cool. he dropped everything. Like he, Singapore was only ever like a like a medium to short term thing for him anyway. Yep. Um, and then he brought the family back. He's got four kids now though. Oh wow! Him and Pip. Okay, cool. Yeah, they yeah they just had their fourth kid in November. Um, two girls and two boys. And there, yeah, they live up the top of town, up near uh, Newcastle Station. We've got a nice place. Okay. Yeah, awesome. they're, they're doing pretty well. Yeah, sweet. I don't think uh, last time I seen Matt I was, I don't know. I really can't. Yeah, remember. I, I mean, you and I, I think the last time we saw each other was when we were back in maybe 2015. 
Yeah, I don't think you would have seen it. I'd just come back from Cal. It wasn't long after. Yeah. Uh, we were at the park yeah. at Izzo, I think it was. Yeah, so Matt would have been there. Matt maybe, would have been at the park at Izzo. Maybe I did. Um, maybe that was the last time I seen him. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, he's. I mean, he's doing well. He's. Yeah, cool. He's got a. He's got a like super high powered job, so he's always tired. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, he's stressed, but. I think the new job is good for him because it's a little less, uh, I don't know. I think just, you know, he's a bit more focused on his family these days. Yeah. Having four kids will do that, I think. So I think, he's, uh, I think he's finding a nicer balance, like especially having, he's back in Newcastle, which he really loves. He's, with, he's got his family, which he loves. Yeah, he's got a lot of, a lot of reasons to be happy. Awesome. Now, I always remember yeah. you were a big reader. Do you have any uh, favorite books that you remember? You still, oh. still cherish? Yeah, so you have to think about era now, right? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> it changes. Like when I was a teenager, it was like the Foundation series. Isaac Asimov books are really where it was at for me. I read so many of them. All the Foundation books, a few of the robot books, a few of the Empire books. Foundation was really it though. Uh, I'm very excited that Apple is making a foundation series uh, with uh, Jared. What's his name? Jared Leto. I can't remember his last name. Um, Not Jared Leto. I'm pretty excited about that. No, Jared Harrison. Oh, yep. I Jared know, yep. Harrison. I know the guy. Yeah. He is. He. I think he Jared played. Harris. Yeah, he's very lucky to be an actor because he's not handsome. No, he's not. <laughs> I think he played Moriarty in um, the Sherlock movies uh, with yeah Robert Downey Jr. I believe. Yeah, he he looks like he's been hit a lot of times, but <laughs> he he's does. very popular. <laughs> he's a good actor, and that's that's what makes good actors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's it's it, it's it's interesting. Like it, it's a very British thing, right? Like they they focus on actual good skills rather than. Hollywood, which is just all attractive people, but um, yeah. So Foundation, when I was a teenager, what was I reading? I was really reading a lot of fantasy. After that, like when I was like an older teenager, I was reading like David Eddings and um, the guy that wrote Magician. Uh, have to look it up this is this is good doing this via <laughs> the wonders of technology yeah, just um, a little squeeze on the internet yeah exactly just look it up uh raymond e feist yeah oh yeah i really liked those yeah when i was older but um i was trying to think because i i would just devour books i was really into roald dahl when i was really young like you know, between I like when I was I was devouring like short Roald Dahl novels when I was like seven or eight because I don't know I think my mom loved it that I read because she was like oh well I've got five other kids so it doesn't matter what he's doing just hand him a book and he'll be fine in the corner uh, and it's artists like Roald Dahl that I don't think we'll ever see anything like it again no, and there's like problematic aspects, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And you, you can't really, you, you can't, you got to separate art from artists sometimes, and you can't do it completely. And I appreciate that as well. But yeah, yeah, like the, yeah, I, I really like that he kind of lent into the weirdness, and you see that with, with some creators now. Like Tim Burton did that a little bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of someone contemporary, but I can't put them on the spot. But Paul Jennings, you know, I, I, uh, I guess I'm that was really around the same time. Like that, especially the art. Yeah, Paul Jennings. Yeah, Paul Jennings. Yeah, Paul, absolutely, Paul Jennings as well. I, re I read a lot of Paul Jennings at that yeah. time too. But yeah, Paul Jennings is a good. It was Paul Jennings Australian. I think he was. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like yeah the just like the the kind of grossness, and I think that really appeals to like ten to twelve year old kids, right? Like it's just. Oh, Flynn's like, been loving round the twist. Oh, nice. So that that is a lot of that is based on Paul Jennings' work, and 
Uh, yeah. He is, he is in the episodes now and again. Uh, and Flynn's just been Oh, really? Him. Yeah. Yep. He'll often uh, play like you know, a ghost or something you... like that. Nice. That's the thing you miss when you're a, when you're a kid, right? You don't really understand. You don't really know about no. the people that create this stuff. Yeah, it sort of just washes over you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. We're going to start moving into the harder questions. Uh-oh. Because it's, it's, it's the future. The future. Um, before we get there, though, I'll ask some silly, silly questions. Uh, there's one question I've been working on, and I've, I've been changing it up a little bit, but I'll ask the new version that I've decided on. If you could okay. travel back in time 15 years from now, or, so you could choose that, or you choose the ability to, tra- to travel back 15 minutes but you have ten chances to do it. What what would you do if you if you could choose one of those abilities? Yeah, that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, it, I originally it was one year, but I thought, and, and I thought, no, nah, one year is not enough. So if I made it, if I base it around fifteen, and we go fifteen years or fifteen minutes, what yeah, would, what would we go for? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's very few things that happened 15 minutes later or that happened like less than 15 minutes ago at any time that I really understand the gravity of (laughs) what just happened. Right. Like that's a good point. Yeah. I don't think I'm making any decisions that are bad and that I know that are bad 15 minutes later. Like it's probably that I'll figure out that they're really bad. Like, five or 10 years later. So I think I would go back, I would do, I would go back 15 years once rather than 15 minutes, 10 times. Awesome. No, good. I'm glad because the people are are going in both directions, which is good. I've I've tested that out and there's lots of different ways, but I found the one year they were tending to go in the other way much quicker because one year is one year. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think you can make more momentous changes in the 15 year. And I think uh, yeah. we'll stick with time travel. And the other one was, if you could travel forward into the future, would you mm-hmm. rather see something that specifically relates to you or would you rather see something that relates to the future of the country in general or the world? Oh. You know, I like to think I'm this selfless scientist that's just like doing good things for the world. But... Every now and then, I just want to know that, like, the stuff I'm doing is going to make the stuff I'm doing is going to make a positive difference. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a tough question because you know, if it's, it's like I want to say just the world, but I'm also a human being that has not like the, the, like every other human being has like wants to know. Well, how well did I do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think I would pretend it was about the world, but I would really look look to see if I could find my signature in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I do like that one because it's we do love ourselves sick sometimes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> awesome, man. All right, we'll get into the hard ones. Uh, what do you hope to achieve by fifty? Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, like. When I was a kid, 50 was so far away. Yeah, now, now look at us. And now, yeah, now I'm in my mid-30s. And I'm like, 15 years? i got two kids. I'm not going to do anything in 15 years. Like, <laughs> I'm going to do some loving. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some loving. I might go for a couple hikes. And if I'm lucky, I'll buy some property. Like, I'm not going to do anything. If, like, that's, that's pretty much it. Like, I want, I want my kids to be kind of active and happy, my family to be happy, you know, be able to just say that like we, we kind of focused on all the right stuff. Um, you know, when I was a kid, by 50, I wanted to be a billionaire, but that's not going to happen. I, 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 like, if I'm lucky, I'll have six figures of debt and that's, that's about <laughs> it. It's still a great dream. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you fear about getting older and to that point? To be honest, it's fitness. Like when I was a kid, I was a huge indoor kid. Yeah. And that's kind of changed as I've gotten older. 
and like living in a place like Vancouver where the mountains are right there and I like to ski and I like to hike and climb and stuff like that and you know, right before I had kids I was in really great shape and I've got this goal to be like a really active 60 year old right yeah um and right now it's just given you know I'm I'm not to like I, I've got I got a basically a full-time job two kids and I'm still trying to finish my PhD so I'm like Right now, it feels like I've got zero time for any of, for just being healthy. And so, the one thing that I fear is like letting that slip away too much. That it's harder, harder because as you get older, right, it's harder to get those things back. Yes, um, absolutely. So, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just that is the one. That's probably the main thing I fear about getting older. I mean, you ask my wife, and she's she knows about my history with taking drugs and drinking too much and having a crappy pancreas and liver. And so there's probably also that, um, you know, I've got to kind of keep healthy for those reasons, but it's more about like just making sure I can move around, <laughs> like climb mountains and stuff like that. That's what I want to be able to do. When I'm all to share that stuff with my kids yeah. and my kids and my family. Yeah. I've always got a dream of like hitting 40 and being in like my peak sort of, Peak physical condition, so I'm, I'm getting. Yeah, I, I think I think you're doing pretty well, and like, you know, divorce is hard, marriage is hard, choose your hard, right? Yeah. But I got a couple of divorce friends, and I'm like, oh, you've got fifty percent more time than I do. <laughs> you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, but you know, there's yeah, that swings and roundabouts, right? You have there's 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 ups and there's downs to all those things, but yeah, well, I, um, I do have a lot of time, but usually it's just me on my own going. Exactly. What the fuck have I done? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wish my kid was here. Like it'd be fun to hang out. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. I yeah, I get it. Like, yeah, but uh, yeah, like I I want to be a fit dad. I don't want to be a I don't want to be a fat dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, all it takes is uh. Uh, push-ups and and steps, and I've uh, I've made a difference. Yeah. Um, all right. What's one thing you're deeply proud of of your life so far? I mean, you got to say your kids, right? But <laughs> everyone everyone does. <laughs> yeah, but also, I mean, I'm going to talk about professionally a little bit, and I know that this isn't necessarily all about that, but I quit my career in mathematics, like pure mathematics, because I didn't see it actually like making a difference. And now I do things in commercial fisheries and I work with commercial fisheries and the work I do makes fisheries more sustainable and it makes, uh, it makes, it puts food on people's table, money in people's pockets, and it does it in a way that's going to preserve both of those things, hopefully in perpetuity. And that's, that makes me pretty proud. Like I, I write papers and my name goes on them and they go through peer review and they go through the government and people make management decisions based on my recommendations. And that makes me pretty, pretty proud. No, that's, that's an excellent thing to, uh, to have on your belt there, man. Yeah, it's pretty good. And I feel good about it. I mean, I argue a lot with people that don't agree with my position on the (laughs) internet, but that's more of a hobby than anything. Isn't that what the internet's (laughs) for? Exactly. Somebody's <laughs> wrong on the internet and I have to spend 45 minutes at 10 o'clock at night telling them why. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss that from not going on Facebook, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, I've, I've made Twitter a bit of a hobby lately, which is good for professional reasons. Like you get a lot of good professional stuff and you can like, you can contribute in a positive way. But yeah. um, a recent documentary came out called Sixpiracy, which I have a lot of problems with, and it's, it was a great place to argue with people about it as well. <laughs> yeah, I, Twitter is fun because I go on. I've steered clear of Twitter pretty much my whole life. I've yeah, I did create a an account for the podcast, but I, to be honest, I'm probably not going to use it. Uh, it, it I, I don't really care yeah. for it that much, and um, it, it, yeah, you don't need to. It's it's a it, it's it's a slot pit. It's just kind of fun to wade into everything. I feel like the way I think about it, it's it's like a void. Like you're you're standing on the edge of a cliff on a milk crate, just screaming into a void, and that's Twitter. Yeah, yeah, 
I, I created a Twitter bot recently just to shit stir. <laughs> it was pretty fun. <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> okay, so I, I mean, like I told you, I, I, I I'm going to out myself as the, the bad stock assessment models guy. Um, so we fit fisheries population dynamics models. Like that's kind of the bread and butter of what we do. We we take data from the fishery and we say, okay, well, how, what does this tell us about how many fish there are? But modeling is a hard thing to do and there's a lot of bad models out there. So I created a Twitter bot that will simulate fishery data and then fit bad models on purpose and just like post the pictures, like the, the, the model fits, like with the population lines and stuff like that. And just like, you know, with like earnest captions, like, oh, this is, you know, this is, I think I posted one that was like uh, um, sea lion. So we did a bit of work on uh, predator prey model. So I have some sea lion data fitting, sitting around. And instead of like looking like a nice like population change, which sort of looks like, it just looks like a sawtooth going up and down. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, these, these big honking sea puppers are doing pretty good, huh? <laughs> Just, yeah, I mostly get followed by fishery scientists that just want to laugh and post memes on the shit that I do. But <laughs> the plan is to start simulating data and fitting um, fitting models that people tend to put a lot of trust in that aren't, can't actually tell you anything about how well a population is doing okay. and just showing how bad they are. That's kind of the next step of that, just be like, this is a bad idea and here's why. And also it's kind of funny, <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just shit stirring. Oh, just also learning how to do that. I don't know. I'm still like writing little programs just to on a Friday night with a beer. That's so good. Um, all right. If you could create a message to send to yourself when you were 10 and, uh, Give yourself instructions or some advice. What would you What would you give? Stay weird. <laughs> Stay weird. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we were both pretty weird kids. We were. If you don't mind me saying so, yeah. No, um, man, I, think I, it's I embrace the weird. I am weird as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's weird. People are more interesting, and that is totally you know, true. I, yeah, and. This is the awkward time from about 13 to 18 where it's not cool to be weird, but everything before that and everything after that, it's cool to be weird. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, you know, it's not cool to be weird because social constructs are probably defined by popular people at high school if you let them be, but that's the, that's the point. Stay weird. You don't have to let social constructs be defined by 500 people that go to the same building every day. Like, yeah and it's funny now because there's so much more of like popular culture and things that we were involved with when we were little have become so much more mainstream um but now there's all this other stuff that kids have to worry about which now like outcast them and it's not the weird shit that we had to deal with it's all this like uh like either, either gender identity or like all this hardcore stuff that kids just shouldn't have to deal with but now it's thrust in their lives it's just crazy yeah i mean i i support teaching kids to be super inclusive and just like because kids will just do that naturally I yeah think. And no, i just totally be, they agree but yeah they don't give a shit about any of that but yeah it's like i think putting putting shame on kids for not getting stuff right it's just it's, it's hard right yeah. you can't do that because kids are kids they're gonna like they're gonna try things and they're gonna ask questions and they're gonna be like wow well, okay cool and they're gonna move on with life exactly so yeah exactly well mate this is the final question uh, what is happiness I don't think it's a point. Like, I don't think it's one thing. No. It's because challenge is good and struggle is good for different, like for, for, for the same reasons why having like a perfect weekend at a cabin with your family or your loved ones and doing nothing is good. Like having the best, best relaxing time ever. Right. It's all those have value at different times. So I think finding the pattern of those 
that works for you and doesn't like doesn't make you unhappy well <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to define happiness as not unhappiness but happiness um, is the opposite of unhappiness <laughs> yeah which is yeah good science sam you did, you did good <laughs> i should tweet about that later um no it's but you know what i mean like you yeah. you don't want to find you you you, you can you know seek out the challenge and the and the friction and and the, and, and, the, and the hardness that, that that makes you feel whole and makes you feel like you're uh for me it's I feel like i'm contributing to this greater body of work that humans produce but it's also like finding also the right balance of then spending a nice relaxing weekend with my family where we go for a walk in the park and we don't talk about hard things we like look for fairy houses or um you know it's just finding that i i guess what i'm saying is happiness is balance balance between all those things and yep and choosing not to just hone in on one of those things and you need to spread yourself out among different things that stimulate you and uh, i think that's happiness no, that is perfect and I, I say that about everyone's answer because that is what they say is happiness and nobody can argue with that so <laughs> exactly everyone's happiness is their own happiness right well, like, that's the point of the question <laughs> yeah yeah I love nice. it. I like that. Yeah. All right, mate. I want to thank you again for joining me. Um, I I love you. You're you've been an important part of my life, and I wish I could see you every day. <laughs> oh man, that makes me feel good, and I love you too. Like it's, you know, it's it's hard, you know, uprooting your life and moving to another country. You kind of have to build a whole new network, and it's nice to know that, you know, I saw you post that you were looking for guests for your podcast. I'm like, that sounds great. Like me and Brenton need to catch up anyway. So why don't we just do it in front of a bunch of people? Like, <laughs> and it's, it's been really nice. Uh, I, I, I'm happy to come back again. If you want to talk about other stuff, well, Even I, if you just like, yeah, no, I actually like once, once I've sort of ran out of people to talk to, <laughs> um, I want to sort of get into more sort of detailed <laughs> obsession sort of stuff and talk about specific, uh, things that are going on in people's lives and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I listened to your Star Wars one about the sequels a little bit a couple of days ago. Oh, yeah. I was, cool. I was doing the homework to make sure to, to figure out what was going on. And <laughs> the Star Wars so one was, was a special. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, but it, you know, it's an obsession that we have shared at different times. Yeah, well, we, um, can, uh, we can definitely do another one uh, because I don't think we've, we haven't probably haven't talked about Star Wars since oh, probably not long after the the prequels come out i imagine so yeah it's been a long time so yeah, yeah that'd be fun yeah definitely do that all right mate we'll wrap it up thank you again um it's been awesome and i will talk to you yeah. very very soon all right thank you very much no worries dude um all right good night brenton see you buddy bye <laughs>